Good afternoon. If you tuned in with me yesterday when I did an episode on domestic violence, um, I just wanted to come back and follow up on that video to give you some statistics about where we stand in the state of South Carolina primarily because that's where I am um, as far as domestic violence is concerned. Um, I truly believe that uh, domestic violence is a generational curse. And I've experienced it at different levels of domestic abuse with um, friends, um, close acquaintances. And I recall about a couple of years ago, I was um, with a friend of mine that lived in another state and her 15 year old granddaughter was um, shot and killed by her 17-year-old boyfriend. And that just um, so completely reminded me of things that are going on in the minds and the lives of victims of domestic abuse. Um, we normally block things out and we don't want people to know what's going on so we don't share um, things with them so that they can help them. So um, this is just some factual information that I wanted to relate to you about domestic violence and just kind of, you know, just highlight you on some things. Um, did you know that one in four women will experience domestic abuse? and that domestic violence is the third leading cause of homelessness among families. Um, each year, over 2 million injuries, 1,300 injuries, and 1,300 deaths are caused as a result of domestic violence. Three women are murdered every day by an intimate partner. Women ages 18 to 34 are at the greatest risk of becoming domestic abuse victims. A fact. Domestic violence has long-term effects and it can negatively impact a woman's mental health, physical health, productivity, earning potential, and overall financial security her children's mental health well-being is also at risk of long-term damage. Every nine seconds, a woman in the United States is a victim of domestic abuse. So what must we do? I'm glad you asked. We must pledge to end domestic abuse against women and young girls. One pledge, I plan to take action to end domestic violence. I pledge to learn about the facts, the warning signs, and educate myself and my community. I pledge to speak up against discrimination and violence to break the stigma. I pledge to support survivors by reassuring them that they are not alone and that help is out there. I pledge to listen to survivors without judgment, reassuring their trust and their safety. 
I pledge to donate my time or funds to support programs helping victims overcome traumatic experiences. I also pledge to empower survivors to seek financial independence through programs like Live Your Dream, Education, and Training Awards for Women. In September of 2017, the report indicated that South Carolina ranked number five in the United States for domestic violence. Intimate partner and domestic violence are major public health and criminal concerns in South Carolina with an average of 36,000 assaults reported to law enforcement every year. In 2014, South Carolina was the state with the highest number of women killed by men and have been in the top 10 states every year for the past 15 years. The homicide rate for women killed by men is twice the national average. The National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey released by the CDC in 2011 painted a stark portrait of the prevalence of these types of violence in our communities. More than one in three women, which is 35.6%, and one in four men, yeah, men, 25%, have experienced rape, physical violence, and are stalking during their lifetime. About one in four women and one in seven men have experienced severe physical violence at some point during their life. Nearly one in five women have been sexually assaulted at some point in their life. Over half of their attackers were intimate partners. One in six women and one in 19 men has experienced stalking victimization to the point where they felt fearful or believed that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. Two thirds of the female stalking victims were stalked by current or former partners. For male victims, this figure was 41%. Although victims of these crimes may be reluctant to report their victimization for a variety of reasons, including love, shame, a fear of retribution, or a fear that nobody will believe them. An important step in reducing the prevalence of these crimes is to hold perpetrators accountable. There are many law and enforcement and other community support groups that can assist those who decide to come forward. But during this pandemic, I know that those locations and those places are minimum and few to none. So during this pandemic, um, I invite you to uh, search around look for places that you know about, symptoms of people in your family that may be experiencing um, some kind of domestic abuse, domestic violence, and just try to offer them some consolation 
of support um, that you may be willing to provide as a member of the family, a member of the community, a member of the church, wherever these people are, to, to just encourage them that there is an outlet that people out here are listening, ready to help and support them. If they need to talk to someone, um, let, let us know and we can provide a counselor that is willing to call you, talk to you through some of what you may be going through. Um, it's nothing to be shamed about, nothing to just not try to, just hold it in because you don't think pe that people understand, but just know that the, we are out here. And because I know what happens and how it can just so quickly turn the wrong way that we want to help. Uh, we have, there's a, a number that 